0: I'm going to use this whole can of fucking dip tonight. <laughs> throw it all in. <laughs> Fire it in. Let's go Viking style. <clears throat> Scold yeah, the whole thing. Swallow that juice. And the tobacco juice too. <laughs> you sick bastard. Hey
1: everyone, Dave and Jeff here for another podcast, second one of the week. We took uh, took yesterday off and here we are, we're, we're back again. I kind of messed up uh, the, the last one as you called me today going, hey, you fucked no, this whole thing up.
0: No, you know who we thank is Tracy. But hey. If you happen to catch it for free yep. on Patreon, good for you. Yeah,
1: it's like when HBO fucks up.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, shit. Who's on the phones, Dave? <laughs> it's like a bunch, but everything's squared away. Dave, I've determined Yeah. a lot of people piss me off, <laughs> and I want to know how many of these people piss okay, you off. Okay, good. I'm going to give you a few names. You tell me if these people you're sick of. Okay. Leah Remini.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I'm... Liam Remedy's hot. But, but God, she's a bitch, man. God, she wears me yeah. out.
1: i tell you what I wore out with her. was when she was on Stern a couple years ago when okay. Artie was still on the show. Yeah. And Artie said to her that he was in the movie Old School. And she laughed at him and didn't believe him because she's in Old School. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, seriously. And she completely goofed on him like he was so beneath her. It was insane. But they were both in the fucking movie. They just weren't in the same scenes.
0: I don't need that. <laughs> All right, so she's bugging me, Yeah, coattailing. She ran the train, the Scientology train, as far as she can go, and now she's bugging the Jehovah's Witnesses. Is she really? Yeah. Why's she going after them? I don't know, which I probably would have supported a year ago until they were nice to me and my son (laughs) at Qualcomm Stadium, and now I'm like, hey, take it easy. Let anybody believe what they want to believe, so fuck her. Tell you another guy I'm fucking sick of. Is compassionate Mark Wahlberg? What's his fucking problem?
1: What, what is his deal? I, his
0: new movie—he's a foster parent. What? Yes. What happened to the fighter? Dude,
1: all what I know. What happened to is, the guy
0: from The Departed? What, what happened, happened to Marky Mark? Mark? <laughs> feel it, feel it. Oh, I want to have a—I want to be a foster parent. I'm
1: the Fuck guy. You. I'm, I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy in the Departed <laughs> right. He <lives> his shit. <laughs> right.
0: What happened? <laughs> you said Wahlberger sucked. That's what I'm about to
1: say. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible.
0: I realize tonight I'm sick of him Okay. in these stupid... Compa- I wish you have told me this is the way you're going. I could have easily put a list together. All right. I'll give you another guy I've fucking had enough of. Lynn manuel Miranda, the <laughs> Hamilton guy. Oh, fuck that guy. What's your deal with them? Why do He's you him? He's a little too fucking perfect. <laughs> Any guy that's that fucking perfect, you know, Dave. You know it. There's something going on there. I don't oh know what. Gosh. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Might be getting free cable.
1: Oh, gosh. That, that That is funny as shit, man. I love the who you're sick of list. We used to do this all the time. We used to do the FUs of the day, and that was one of the things we'd always go to. Yeah. Who is it you're fucking sick of? I'm you,
0: sick of Lindman Manuel Miranda. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sick of compassionate Mark Wahlberg. I'm sick of that fuck Leah Remedy. Yeah. And I'm sick of everybody doing their horseshit Trump impression.
1: Yeah. No shit. That's a Enough. good point. I'll tell yeah. you, I'll give a guy I'm sick of. Drew Carey.
0: Sick of that ass. Motherfucker. Look,
1: he's so bored doing prices right. Just
0: quit. Just quit, dick. (laughs) Go work at Lowe's. You motherfucker. See how well you are running that junior jack plane. Four eyes. Sick of that fucking guy. I'll tell you one guy I'm not sick of. Yeah. I'm driving down. I got here late. Our pal Al Horton is so fucking good doing the NBA. Yes. That if we bring the NBA back to San Diego, as you and I are trying to do, uh, he's got to be the first hire. He was so, and Dave, I'm not saying yeah, that I because I was watching our, our the game, buddy, actually, while you were driving down. He was so goddamn good down the stretch, going crazy. Uh, there was a play where Alan Wiggins, Alan Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, yeah. uh, attempted to kind of sneak in and close out a play with a dunk, and the ball went off the back rim. Horton just lost his mind. But
1: Did he mention the part where Wiggins kicked that dude straight in the nuts?
0: He was great on that because he said it was inadvertent.
1: Oh, no, dude. He completely ran right at him. You are
0: telling my... You're saying Al Horton's a liar? Yeah. I listened on the 805.
1: I think it was a complete fucking homer for your wolves.
0: You son of a bitch. You take it back.
1: He completely jump kicked that guy right in the nuts.
0: Well, he got the foul. (laughs) Yeah. from the pellagant. Yeah,
1: he fouled him with his nuts. (laughs) What the hell
0: happened there? Uh... Jeff Van Gundy,
1: I know you weren't watching on TV. Jeff Van Gundy's like, well, this game was doing so well. Now we just wasted 12 minutes on that. And they just kept showing the guy getting drilled in the nuts over and over again. Right in the Yeah,
0: (laughs) But uh, I enjoyed Horton. And then I'll tell you the last guy I'm sick of, and that's you. What do I do now? I I feel like I've gone out of my way the last two weeks to be good. And then tonight in a text message, you called me a motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, what did you write first? I'm sorry, what? Yes.
1: You told, you said in the middle of the text message, yeah. You told. Dan
0: Tyler wrote, Yes. sent you and I the picture of the asshole in LA who's got the house painted like the Dodgers. And I said, Dave would love to live there. And I think you or Tyler said, where is it?
1: Uh, No, I said to you, that would be my dream house. And you put, yeah, then Tyler says, where is it or something. And then you put 1988 Puss Street.
0: Puss Avenue.
1: Puss Avenue. And I I called you a motherfucker. I'm the bad guy.
0: Yeah. I swear to God, I don't like being verbally attacked on my phone. I felt that was very unnecessary after a very quick... It did take me two seconds to write 1988 Puss Avenue. I could have written 1988 Big Puss Avenue and I didn't even have to. Uh, All right. Yesterday... A lot of people may understand, and I didn't see Facebook, so I don't know if Costa played the game He or did
1: not. last night. It was so fucking uncomfortable. Did he do it? Oh, my gosh. Was it
0: brutal. All right. We'll get to that in a second, but it was Dave's birthday yesterday, and all fucking around, all kidding around. It had to be, I mean, dude, here I go, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Dave, was it weird yesterday? No, <laughs> Jeff, it wasn't. It was like every other birthday. You fucking motherfucker. Good for you. Um. I mean, just the day.
1: People don't know what to say, just like they know what to say to me a couple weeks ago. So, man, honestly, I I appreciate every single person wishing me a happy birthday, because that's what you do. And I know, here's the weird thing is, when something major happens in your life, which obviously has happened to me, you think everybody knows. Especially if you're friends of mine on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, because there's been an outpouring of people that have been so great and when you consider the amount of people that I have as far as that were friends of mine or follow me and then combined with yours right, and then combined with cost and combined with everyone else. I mean, right. it, it turns into all of a sudden and it was crazy how many people reached out to me because so many people had so many followers that it just came into a, just a huge loop. But then all of a sudden you get some like, hey, man, happy birthday. I hope you're having a great day. You know, best of luck to you. Like, I was Where, like, Where you, you have like it happened all over Facebook. It was so crazy to me, like. And, and, and again, in my head, I understand why my perceptions of what's going on with me, Dave? but it threw me off like you wouldn't on. believe. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? Dave, you're tagged in about 200 yes. fucking posts <laughs> of people paying condolences for the loss in your family. Yeah. Those people should be immediately unfriended. Yeah, I was thinking I mean, the you're same just thing. Like, you fucking don't. Listen, I appreciate the happy birthday yeah. on your behalf. Yeah. Hey, Dave, have a great fucking day. You silly bastard. (laughs) That's
1: kind of the way it was. It was so crazy. I had about 20 of those that were like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was really weird, man, when those would come through. And then you're right. Immediately you're like, ah, this fucking guy's not important to me because I'm not important to them. Then it sounds like I'm a self-servant, I'm going to feel sorry for myself guy. But it was really really weird. As you said, it, it, it went across a million different ways. It took, dude, no joke, it took maybe 10 hours for our ESPN in Connecticut to call me and say, Dave, don't worry about the rest of the NFL season. Take it off. You don't need it. We oh, don't, that was w- w- nice. They were extremely nice. And I said, uh, I go. You know what? I said I'll be back. I said without yeah. a debt, I'm going yeah, back. and I'm going it. back to my other job on Monday. And good for you. Trying to get back to uh, to reality, but I'll work the the Charger Bronco game on Sunday. Anyway, good for you. It was it was strange. So the fact that people wish me happy birthday, in all honesty, the word happy wasn't there. No. It was the worst birthday of all time. You know, right. we joke about about the Ernie Martinez, you know, five year old birthday. Uh, fuck. But uh, which is funny as shit, man. Right next to me, I gotta show you this shit. My mom's brought it, this envelope in, and I swear it's a birthday party of you. Yeah, me. From back in, uh, dude, I have to be about seven years old or something. All right? You
0: and the wait staff at Mister yeah. Steak. Check out this fucking. Oh, shit. Check it. Check out this cake. Oh, I all. like that. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> Fucking Ram's cake. Rams. Dave, that's outstanding. How old do you think you were? It's a helmet. <laughs> yeah. It's the old style cake. Everybody used to do it. It looks like the top is covered in like coconut. Yeah, but yeah
1: I don't think it was coconut,
0: but yeah. No, but you know what yeah. I mean. It's that It's that style of cake. and It's a Ram's helmet. Dave, what do you figure? Oh, Dave, Dave's birthday cake. Yeah, is that funny or It says 180. What? Okay. Okay. Uh, well, what the Yeah, hell?
1: I, was, I was nine years old, I think, right there.
0: Well, no, and yeah. I, I know, Dave, but look, they just wrote one eight zero, not nineteen eighty. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. yeah. Okay. So hold on, dude. So. That's fucking great. Where the fuck are these? God dang it! All right, hold on. Yeah. Shit. All right.
1: Well, All right. Uh... so no, I got these for you because it was so fucking funny to me because you're laughing your ass off. What I'm fucking wearing in this dang thing? Hold oh, on. Hold on. is, is on this a Pat Hayden jersey? Dude, worse than that. Wait, worse than that. Daniel, go Daniel Larusso style. No way. Yeah, you got a fucking. I'm wearing. Oh, God dang it. I'm wearing uh, fucking. The West uh... Chandler jersey?
0: No, I'm wearing. Actually, it's Kellen Winslow. Shut up. <laughs> you asshole. Even John Spanos didn't wear that in his ninth birthday. He had a fucking Raider jersey on. Yeah. And you're working. You're wearing Kellen Winslow.
1: Here, here's my favorite. Here's, here's my dad, by the way. I think I told him. My high school graduation. My dad had one of those cameras where you take 24 pictures, you know.
0: Yeah. I got
1: 23 of Enrique Pacheco. Here you go. Here's an Enrique Pacheco picture for Because my dad got, <laughs> couldn't fucking figure out which one's his kid. <laughs> Even though Enrique Pacheco's fucking, uh, fucking two feet shorter than I am. But that's fine. Yeah, it's funny as shit, dude. Um, anyway, it cracked me up. Here you go. Here's goddamn picture. Here we go. All right, let me see. It. All right, can you reach that? Well, no. Sorry. Right. When
0: you fucking throw it like. Fucking uh, Markel Foltz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah.
1: Fucking, I'm the only guy in Nashville, Tennessee wearing a Kellen Winslow jersey.
0: You son of a bitch. You owe a lot of apologies to the Charger I, I, Nation right now. I sure now.
1: do. Anyway, but it cracked me up. So, Um. anyway, obviously, the the obvious part, it wasn't, it was just a birthday. It wasn't, there was no happy in it. Right. And so, dude, I appreciate everyone reaching out. I, I read every single one of them. I was trying, trying to do that. So, it, it was it was crazy. Lisa Ann completely changed we the wish and happy birthday deals all around when she put out on Twitter to two million people, hey, I want to wish a happy birthday to one of my favorite people. And she it, did?
0: Yeah. You didn't I didn't see, even it. see
1: it. It's funny you say that. I said it to Josh, and he's like, no fucking way. And he had to go look it up because I can't believe it. And then she posted a picture of her and I together.
0: Oh, and dude. And she sent
1: it out. It was extremely nice.
0: I didn't see it, Dave. Yeah. What time did she do it? Hell if I oh, know. Oh, you know was, why, Dave? Because my, my I was midday. off yesterday. Okay. I was off all day, and usually when I'm at work, I'm on social media. Yeah. I, <laughs> I am. That's
1: so funny you'd say it like that.
0: Well, no, because I know, but I, your work's like what the fuck? I run the work social media yeah. account, then yeah, you're checking mine too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was and I didn't look at it. So, but
1: when I'm at work, I'm fucking around.
0: Yeah. Was it one from the um from it, the, the the suicide from, one? Yes,
1: from the twenty no seventh. Si- from the twenty seventh, the one where we in the park, and she and she sent it, but we're both wearing Dave yeah. and Jeff uh, show T shirts
0: ah oh, shit man. yeah
1: it was very that was that was really cool so we go through we go through the day and and um uh my wife as it's, as it's getting closer night, my wife's having a hard time it was a bad day yesterday it was just yeah. it was just one of those as people they say happen, it, it comes in waves sure there are times like right now where i'm escaping from it and then there are times you can't escape and yesterday right. it was it was getting bad it was getting bad for me it was getting bad for her um, Brian and Christy are very close friends. Yep. We're nice enough to drive all the way down from Los Angeles and, and take us out to dinner. We went out to dinner, it was uh it was Josh, my mother, uh Rita, those two, and we, we went out for food, came back here, they bought dessert and everything and and all that. And so Rita's upstairs and I knew she was having a tough time. She's really quiet. I don't think she said more than three words during dinner. Mm-hmm. And then they said, Are we singing happy birthday? And I said, uh, No. No. I go, No, we aren't singing happy birthday. So, Rita comes down, has a good sport, you know, not try not to ruin the day. She has no sure. idea that I said, no, we are not doing that this year. She comes down with the candle, throws it right in the middle of the cake, and I said, okay, I guess we're doing it, because she's willing to do it, and she's having a harder time than I'm having. And I'm like, fuck. As soon as they started singing Happy Birthday, I'm looking at that candle, and they're yeah. looking at me. You know, everyone's staring right. at me. Thanks. Dude, who was so strange and so fucking sad. As soon as I look down at that candle where you, you make that wish, where my wishes in the past were, you know, fucking Padres win, Dodgers win, whatever. It was something dumb always for the year, you yeah. know? And then I'm looking at that candle. I go, I only got one wish. It's why I want my son back. Right. And dude, I'm staring at that candle, dude. And I felt like this is the biggest fucking waste of time. One, two is I'm about to break down and cry in front of everybody here because I'm looking at this flame going, my wish is never going to come true. What's the point? It was just a, a useless exercise. It was whole, that was the worst part. Put me in a funk all the way through, probably up until two hours ago. You know, of just be, being extremely sad and bummed out that it's it's so final. So that was that was it. And I started laughing right before you came in the door today, uh, which was you know twenty minutes ago. And I a story popped in my head about Jake that made me mm-hmm. laugh. And there's certain things about Jake because Jake was different than anyone I, I've ever met, where he just didn't give a shit. He just didn't have. Any kind of embarrassment factor. He'd do anything for a laugh. So I was saying to, uh, to Reed, I go, do you remember that time Jake was struggling in school? He was like sixth grade. And you asked the neighbor, my old neighbor that had three daughters and the oldest one, Logan, pretty girl. She she was like a junior in high school. And she was coming over to help him out in math as a math tutor. Oh, boy. oh you know the story, I think. So so uh, he tells my wife, I'm not fucking getting tutored today. And, and she says, yes, you are. And he goes, I'm not doing it. I guarantee you. She goes, you're going to do it. You're going to learn how to do math. And he goes, I guarantee you, I'm not doing it tonight. And the doorbell rings. My wife opens the door. Jake's standing about 20 feet behind her. And as soon as that door opens up, he goes, Logan, your tits look great tonight. And she just turned and walked right back to her house. Didn't say a word. And he just looked at us and said, I told him I'm not fucking doing it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he, of course, he won. completely scared her away. But that was that was him. You know, I'm going to win. I'm going to show you I'm going to do something so inappropriate. I'm going to embarrass this girl where she's not going to help me in math. And he got out of it. So I, I, it cracked me up it was a little thing like that, a story that made me laugh. And then yeah. uh, kind of changed my mood going into to th- this show. But this show always puts me in a good mood. Laughing the other day, I think, was the hardest I've laughed since Jake passed when you did Coach.
0: Well, Dave, and the uh, fucking
1: tuna fish and the toenails was the funniest fucking thing I think I've heard all year long.
0: I just once said, I never <laughs> once did that. I always encourage kids to be great. <laughs> they always had a warm, kind of warm BLT. warm um,
1: BLT, dude. What yeah. the fuck? So th- that, was, that was my day yesterday. You, you asked me when Jeff walked in. and goes, how was your birthday? I go, I'll, I'll explain everything here because I don't want to do it twice. Eat. And, and we we've, we've shared this whole show is so freaking open that, uh, that that as 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 I go through the process from from bad to getting better and healing and everything we'll, we'll we'll go through it. I don't want to spend obviously every show talking about this, but at the same time as as things are wrong, we I get better and you move forward, just kind of the way you shared. Um, moving forward and getting better. That's uh, that's I gotta figure out what my new norm is and how I'm gonna how I'm gonna move every day. You know, I'm gonna function.
0: Here's what I'm really excited about, and it happened after the show on Monday night. And what happened after the show Monday is, I think it's Monday after the show. I think that's correct. Um, Dave let me know that Rita and Josh are gonna participate in Jake's projects. That's incredibly important. Yeah. Because as great as it is to have every one of you that have reached out, and we're incredibly thankful to every one of you, that project really wouldn't be the same. We would have done it, but it wouldn't have been the same without either one of their participation. And to have them in made me incredibly happy because it is a very, very difficult challenge to put one, front, one foot in front of the other. Um, but Dave, I, I knew you were in, but I, like you've said, and I've seen it being here enough, I was concerned about both of those two because they're not lucky enough to have an outlet like this exactly to, to work on on getting back. Life's never normal. no. but but trying to find a way to put that energy in the right direction, and when they said the other night, and I talked to Reed about it after the show, and I, I talked briefly with Josh about it, it's really, really great. And uh, and and I'm really, I knew eventually. Yeah. right I, I I just and you and I talked about it off the air. They were going to get as much time as they needed. Um and really, like I've said to you and and for them as well, if you guys want to participate in ten percent or ninety percent, that door is wide open. Whatever you need me to do and and the rest of the people to move it forward, we'll do it. The other guy I'm really happy about, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, is Chris McDaniel. Yeah. Chris McDaniel has been a listener to this show for a long, long time. And Chris, like many of us, has uh, traveled the challenging road. When I was gone, he put together the logo that I absolutely think is fantastic for Jake's projects. What I didn't realize until yesterday, Dave, was that I was not following Chris back on Twitter. <laughs> this was no... I would tell you the truth. I, I seriously would. And I said this to him last night. I would I would tell both you guys the truth. I would say it here if it was an intentional thing. Believe me when I tell you, I thought I was following him. Yeah. So I went to send him a direct message. I was like, oh, shit. Because he's a guy that came down to visit when we were at 1360. Yeah. He and I had the nicest visit last night, and I said to him, I said, Dave, it's kind of like what, what Kyle Fluger did for, for the show logo and for the website. I, I didn't know what we were looking for in the JP, Jake's Projects logo. Uh, what I said to McDaniel last night is I said, that's about as close to goddamn perfect as we're going to get. Yeah. And I just said to him, I can't be more thankful because every time I look at that, and he fine-tunes it, and to be honest, Chris, I have no idea what you did to it. Uh, but all I know is it looks great. Dave, I hope you like that logo. Yeah, it's a great logo. I love it. Well, I
1: like even A as the number in my, there. My kid always wore 25.
0: The 25, the, the but I mean the blue and the black and the shattering and just the design of it. And, and I just go, fuck, that's really cool. And Dave, I have no problem saying this. I think Jake would think it was a cool I did logo. I do too. I, I think he would dig the color scheme. That picture that is the silhouette in the middle is just outstanding. And, and Chris sent me a lot of nice things. We're going back and forth. And, you know, Dave, Jake's never coming back. And you know that, and I know that. But what I do know is that this incredibly sad path that your family's been on for two weeks has had a severe impact on everybody that cares about you guys. But one of the people that not only did an impact, but ultimately in a, in a roundabout way has impacted in a positive way is yeah, Chris McDaniel. I agree. And I I think what we have to do as a community, meaning this show is we have to look for the wins and Chris is a win. Yeah, and and that's okay. We'll put that one up on the board. That that's a win. Chris is a win because of the logo, and uh, and and the fight that he fights every day. And I just told him, man. I said, I'm really proud of you. And I just, <laughs> I go, dude. I thought I'd been following you for four years. That's funny shit. I just thought you were quiet on social media. <laughs> but um, look, I, I've said it. There's nobody in this audience that would disagree with me. When you come in here, you can't act like life is normal. We will talk about the yeah. Chargers and the Raiders and Leah Remini and everything else. <laughs> but you have to understand <laughs> yeah. that if you're like, fuck, man, this is just one of those days, then you have to know that you have the open door to say, fuck, it's one of those days. Yeah. Otherwise, it just, it'll just it eat you up from inside out.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's... Um that's where it's at. You know, yesterday was one of those things where I wish, it, wish it wasn't my birthday. You know, kind of a deal. I mean, I've not, never been a big birthday guy. I always get a kick out of uh, the people that reach out. Always mean a lot to me. I thought but, the picture
0: um, with you and Jake was one of the best ones you guys have had, considering everything going on. Is that picture of what, Josh and I? Or, mean yesterday at dinner. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the picture yeah. of you and Josh. I'm all right.
1: Now that's funny to say that. Is jo- that was yesterday? That right? was yesterday, right outside the restaurant. Josh wanted a picture with me on his birthday. On my birthday, and I didn't feel like taking a picture. Now, huh. of course, when your son asks you, and he's all I got, right, without a doubt, I'm gonna do anything to make this kid happy for the rest of his life. So it was great. I took the picture. He looks great. I think I look sad. I think, and I try to hide it, and I, and I guess I don't do a good job of hiding it. I think you could just see the heaviness in my eyes and my face. But it was just, uh, you know what, man? It's one of those things. I see him every day. To hang out with him every day, and uh, get a hug from him every day. He wrote something extremely nice on social media when he posted the picture and and um you know it meant the world to me, you know, and him and I didn't talk about it much because as I said, he he's so busy. We went out to and not busy because he's just a busy guy. I told you this the other day. I literally think he's just running from uh it hitting home. So it was it was for him. He went back to work this week. Um, he's been helping at Benito Vista coaching pitchers. He runs home has dinner. As soon as we're done with dinner, he shoots off to the gym. I mean, he literally, he is running 24 seven until he just gives out and has to fall asleep. Yeah. And so that was, that was it. But he put a thing out there on social media yesterday saying it's been a tough year for my dad. Yeah. Between my, between his father and his son losing his son. Basically, if you see my dad, give him a hug. He needs it. And I was, and I was, you know, I was very appreciative of the fact that he knows I'm hurting, but he's hurting too. You know, everybody in this house you see it as much as anyone you've been here as much as anybody. But um, yeah, it was it was it was very nice. When I look back at that picture, I, I'll always think of you know where we were together, yeah. and I know things will get better, you know. And him and I have a lot of great things to experience in life. But it was it was sad, man. The whole thing was kind of sad. So finish out the night real quick, and and um, and it's my just my my mother, Rita, and I. Josh is gone, mm-hmm. and we're watching television, and my phone's going fucking nuts, and I'm like, holy shit, Costas on Facebook, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, I'm afraid to look Because literally I'm exhausted I just go, I can't even fucking look at this shit You yeah. even called me and I didn't answer the phone You know, you, you called yeah. me last night And I always answer when you call it Last night I was just didn't feel like talking yeah, so was I, a, didn't,
0: I was calling to let you know that fucking Patreon Was just giving it to everybody <laughs> And I didn't want the people that actually paid To beat paid for, the shit out of us exactly. But yeah, you go ahead and ignore yeah. that call Me Sorry. and Fluger are like, fuck! <laughs> so
1: My phone starts going crazy And <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my god! I mean, he—if you look at it, and you're friends with me on Facebook, it are is, they all
0: the posts? If we go to Dave Palais on Facebook, yeah, you can see it, and we could just go down the line. Go don't, down. There. Don't give any away. Well, I
1: got—I got to tell you two of them. Okay. Okay. A few, a few girls, he just asked straight out, "Are you married?"
0: And I'm He's like, "Fuck married. me,
1: yeah!" Which is ridiculous. Then there's, the, I'll tell you the worst one, okay? Forget about all the people who- You go. let them all go, right? Oh, I let them go. I,
0: okay, you promised you'd yeah. let them go.
1: Forget all the people that don't know who fucking Mike is, who are, so, are now parents of, of little kids that I coach that are freaked out. He, here you go, I'll, I'll give you one. <laughs> one lady writes, happy birthday, Coach Dave, and he writes, there's only one coach and it's Coach Cantara." Yeah! And I was like, fuck me. Now I'm going to get a call from her, okay? Someone even wrote me and said, can you please delete Mike Costa's post? No. And I did it. And then no. here's the worst one, okay? Honestly, God, God, this is the worst one. The
0: best comedy is the comedy that makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Oh, my God. Mike's a legend.
1: He is a legend. So here's here's by far the worst one. There's a woman I'm friends with, and I just became friends with her and her husband this year, and they spend all their time running like a a pony league in Lakeside. Don't even have a kid in the league, okay? Okay. But they spend so much time trying to give back to the community in Lakeside. Well, they have a little girl that runs around, and oh, she's no. like eight years old, and she got really sick this summer. Oh, no. So sick, she, she's been in the hospital since the summer. I'm, I mean- for, I
0: swear to God, I feel I already feel yes. nauseous. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm, and I'm talking like she's been in the hospital like 100 straight days and missing school, and they don't, oh, can't God. figure out what it is, and they're just trying to keep her alive. Like We talk about Ronald McDonald House and all this shit. This is this family.
0: What did he do?
1: He fucking asked her, hey- when you have time, let's meet up at the tubs of La Mesa and get handjobs. And I'm like, Christ. You know? Holy shit. Anybody but this one nice lady. Sweet as can be. She has so much so much to worry about with her daughter just being alive. And this fucking guy is saying, let's He's... meet up together in La Mesa and get handjobs.
0: Well...
1: <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? Why do we keep Everything. this guy in our life?
0: The easier question is... Why do we keep him in our life? Where the fuck's the tubs? They closed <laughs> it. It's like a coffee shop. And finally, the vice closed it down. It's a bunch of Honduran immigrants when they're <laughs> fucking in dirty water. It's like he could What's right in his life? He
1: could have picked like one out of like 4,000 people that I'm friends with, and a guy fucking picks the worst one ever.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm, like, trying to live up to my promise, too, if I'm not going to butt in on any of these.
0: And I just went, oh, my God. All right. How about if we do this? Yes. How about if I do this for you? Yeah. Just because I am classy. <laughs> how about if we just say you get, uh, like, when you play golf, you get a mulligan yeah. on the front nine, the back nine. I can explain Mike's a jerk. Sorry. He does this to everybody. I'll give you two mulligans.
1: I don't think she's friends with me anymore. Oh, anyway. shit. Yeah. But holy shit, dude. Every day, I like literally tell her I'm praying for a daughter because it's such a sweet family. And then fucking yeah. Mike,
0: ah, oh my god, this is the
1: worst one. He has no idea. He, no. Got he has no fucking idea. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, it was a, some of the people are funny. So Mike, I remember you from last year. You know, busted him. Shut up. Makes me laugh. Yeah, I was it cracked him up. But this was the worst one.
0: Uh, I want to. I want to go back to what you talked about with Josh. And I think all dads, especially dads with multiple sons, yeah, will relate to what I'm going to say. My sons are literally two and a half minutes apart in age. They might as well be the five-year difference that there was with Josh and Jake. Isn't it amazing with the older son how the younger brother, and I was the same way too. Yeah, Isn't it crazy how the younger brother has that, eh, fuck. Yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit to do your fucking thing? Just stay out of my fucking way, okay? I know I'm eight, so just stay the fuck out of the way. But the older one, and you love them both. They're, They're great. But the older one always has a way of looking at you where you're like, this fucking guy knows me better than anybody. Yeah, He knows me better than his mom. He may know me better than my own mom knows me. And I told you, Dave, the day after, uh, October 31st, the day after Jake's passing, when I went to the elementary school to pick up my boys, because I was off that day, and I walked, and my younger son, he couldn't have been less fucking interested (laughs) in what I was doing. (laughs) There were birds flying by or shiny objects, and that had his fucking attention. But the one, and again, older by two and a half minutes, looked at me, held eye contact for 30 yards walking down this sidewalk, didn't break eye contact the whole time, and got to me and said, you good? He's 10 years yeah. old, little yeah. fucker. <laughs> and I go, you know, yeah, I'm all right. He goes, yeah, I was thinking about you all day. There you go. That's and very it's nice. the same way, but I said, He is, to me, what Josh is to you. And Jack is what Jake was. Yeah. When I asked Jack how it went at the memorial, yeah, you were okay. (laughs) It's exactly what Jake would have said. (laughs) If I asked Jake, hey, how... You know, man, it was tough remembering you. How'd I do? Yeah, you're all right. (laughs) I know that you were great. You're all right. And it's so fucking... It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. But if you're a dad... That has two boys. Tell me the older one doesn't have that ability, Dave, to look right into your soul more than Rita does, more than your parents do, or anything else. Where you're like, this fucking guy, it is, like, the line is the mini-me. But that guy, I looked at him, I go, he fucking knows you better than that. Oh, yeah. But the great thing about it... You know what's funny about that, you say that? He's got your back. Is...
1: For you, I know you would say your older one is more like you and your younger one's more like your wife, correct mm what would you say they're both like you or both like her? What would you say
0: they have they have a lot of trends of both, okay, like when they lose their shit, they're much more like her, yeah than they are and they they have they have mannerisms of both of ours. I enjoy the ones that they have of her because it's so fucking funny, yeah. But the thing that I'm incredibly proud of, and I don't know if it's a reflection on them as kids or us as parents or a combination. I'm incredibly proud of the fact that that I know that they adore me and their mom. And what I was going to say that night in the speech was seeing a lot of the parents that were there and the dads that really, really care about their boys. All of us would agree to a man that as much as we love our sons and our sons love us. At the end of the day, it's always about mom, and yeah. that's okay.
1: Yeah. That's okay. That's why I want it to be.
0: Yeah. I yeah, feel like me it, too.
1: Because you know you can defend yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's why uh, you've always been that way where you've yes, never— Yes, very much so. Where you've always—we can tease and laugh about their mom's craziness, right? Yeah. And but, but it's never, never—in the 20 years Dave and I have hung out, never once has he— uh, said anything detrimental about his wife. I never said it about Jack and Cade's mom. Yeah. And uh and I, I think that goes a long way.
1: It, uh, God dang it. That's funny you say <clears throat> you say that because I think maybe even because of what we do, but I, and may, maybe even more so if we not even what we do, that we would still look out for the woman. We've always done that. You and I are both very much in the same way. We look mm-hmm. out for people who can't defend themselves. Right. Or not as good at defending themselves as you and I. I think both of us have very thick skin because of what we do. We kind of laugh at a lot of shit when people attack us yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, they say and you got to
0: so. have feelings to have hurt feelings. My kids say it to me all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. What are they working for yeah. oh, like <laughs> right. All Mark. Yeah. like Write that all the time. in a card. Jesus. Because when I was doing Top Tom No Christmas, <laughs> and they're like, can you just Shut enough? I was like, you know, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. You know, I was trying to think of something on the whole drive yeah. down here to brighten up your day, and you can't even act entertained? Yeah. They're like, Dad, A, no, and B, you'd have to have feelings to hurt feelings, and I don't even know if you've had feelings the entire time I remember. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably right you're probably right
1: that is so funny so someone wrote to me yesterday about somehow my wife came into the conversation they brought it up and said that uh something like i must have to spend a lot of money on her by uh the way she dresses or i don't even know i think i posted one picture it was a Halloween picture. I wrote yesterday. I said, this is the
0: last picture I took before I my tonight? life turned upside down. No, I did not. I said, I'd like to get an autographed picture from Julie Newmar for my friend Mike Costa. <laughs> she looked fantastic in that picture. And, and, and
1: the funny thing is, if you know my wife, number one is she's not a jewelry person. My wife doesn't spend a dime. I'm the spinner of my family by far, but... Uh, attack her make it sound like oh she's high maintenance i was like dude you don't know my wife they don't know her at all and my wife always says why don't you ever post pictures of me on whether it's facebook or whatever you know i'm I'm part of this deal too i go i don't do it to protect you because we're surrounded a lot of times by assholes a lot of times they're great people but a lot of times they're assholes and you didn't ask for it you're on a public figure right i even said to jake before he made that video be careful of what you do because you're making yourself a public figure you know we said, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. We're creating through social media that everyone is living in glass houses. Anyway, my wife's completely opposite of that. Josh kind of changed a little bit just because the Alabama deal. right? Jake brought himself into it. I was really nervous about Jake because I knew he was on on a tightrope. And then you and I, whatever, we we know the seriousness is a bunch of shit. shit? Yeah, we know it's a bunch of shit. So that that was interesting when someone went after her yesterday, and I was like, "Dude, you don't fucking know fucking nowhere. You couldn't be more wrong on who my wife is and, and what she's about." Um, but it's funny when you talk about older kids and, and younger kids, you hit it right on the head. Jake, I always used to always say, "Josh and I had a great relationship from day one because Josh is very much like my wife, and I picked her." Mm. You know, so him and I were 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 different, but we have great conversations, and you know, we're best of friends. Jake always said was me in 20 years like Jake was so far ahead of where I think I might have been Jake will Jake is where I will probably be at 68 and <laughs> then uh, so you sit there and you going this guy is a maniac and there's a lot of me that always said I was as I told you I was a shy kid so I always said I wish I was more outgoing as a kid and Jake was that kid I wish I was. Does that make any sense at all to you? Like Absolutely. That, the kid that walks in a room and going, hey, I, I'm, I'm the king of this room. And guess what? I'm going to dictate exactly the, the rhythm of this room, and everyone's going to laugh, and I'll be the funny guy and the guy that gets attention. But I was the the quiet, shy kid that kind of sat there and just looked around and kept to myself. He was the kid I, I wanted to be as a kid, and I, I was never that guy. And I thought it was funny that he just kind of had that, that – as he always called himself, the alpha male, that you sit there and you walk through him and you are immediately drawn to what Jake was doing.
0: I think the thing uh, that I would say about him is it's incredibly difficult to describe him to people that didn't know him. Because to tell the story the, the right way, you have to talk about depression and you have to talk about suicide attempts. And when you do that, people immediately jump to conclusions yeah. um, that I don't think... Are, are fair because you can't stereotype everybody in the same way. I didn't know Chris Cornell or Chester Bennington or Anthony Bourdain or others, but I knew Jake. And I will say that, and, and I talked to him about this table in depth the night he and I hung out was that he had lived an incredible life by the time he was 19 years old. You're absolutely right. He had so many layers to the onion, but at his core, what he was more than anything else was a very, very good dude.
1: Yeah, he was a big heart guy.
0: He was a very, very good dude. And he was a very good dude that loved his family. And if you were somebody like me that was around the family for 20 years... Then you knew as we said that night that he loved you and fuck you better you better bring it. Yeah. Just for your own peace of mind. But but that's it. But nobody lives a perfect life and his life was pretty much out there. And uh yeah, I know what you mean, Dave. I I I, I know what you mean as far as doing this show a hundred times over. And there are other things, but Man, you just have to understand, and I know you all do, we're still trying to process everything.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. I-, I will say this, because my wife and I try and go through different things we remember. You're trying to grab on to everything without forgetting. You understand? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense to you? Absolutely. That last thing you want to do is forget. You don't want to forget right. the, the, that, hey, he was your son. He was the one that lived down the hallway. He was the one that you put everything in to make an, a human being to one day be a functioning adult. So I don't really don't want to focus 100 percent as i look at memories of my son that from age 15 to 19 he struggled dramatically or 14 to 18 i should say because the last year he was doing great there's all there was a whole process in there there was some great great times you know the times when he's just a tiny kid and the stuff that you, you have memories of the ages that where your son is now mm-hmm. so you go okay at 11 years old you're gonna remember about your son you post pictures and you always go back to pictures that you like when they're six seven years old mm-hmm think it's outstanding. And I just said to her, I go, look, it's it's like in baseball I always say, you can lose a game in the first inning, you can lose it in the ninth inning. You might only remember the ninth because it was at the end, but there were some things that happened there in the first or second inning that that you gotta pay attention to. And I said it's important to to her, to me, that we remember everything. And right. and you know, before things went bad. And then remember of course where they went good at the end, but it's all part of the story. It's and someone sent me a note today that's known Jake a long time and said you know what, I think he was a very misunderstood person. He goes, in my dealings with Jake, he was always great and had a huge heart and did what I asked him to do and helped me out. And this is an adult that sent this to me. And he goes, I think he was misunderstood by a lot of people. Because as, as we said before, Jake would throw a punch. But Jake never, ever started a fight. He just would defend you and finish that fight. And so I, I appreciated the guy saying that because I thought it described him very well. If I had a kid that was a punk that would start in fights all the time, I'd have major problems and I'd be the first to tell you the guy's a jerk. He wasn't that guy. He just defended his friends and his teammates. Um, but that's it, man. I'm trying to remember everything, good and bad. As I said to you before, it was it was a process of growing up, and I'm very sad that it's over because I really thought he was going in the right direction. Use the term "winning," which makes mm-hmm. me feel good because that's exactly how I look at it. At the time of it, he he was winning. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm share something with you that I don't even you and I talked about it off there the other day. But before you you came in, I think you 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 and I discussed this a little bit. So this whole case with Jake, as, as everyone knows, he, he died taking a Xanax pill. They thought was a regular Xanax pill to put him to sleep and come back tomorrow. And it was it was poison and fentanyl on it. And so we're working with the police, and we're going to see what happens. And I, I don't know any more about the case. I'm just saying it's not over. We did a show back in 2007, back in when we were at Free FM. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if somebody hurt a family member of yours,
0: mm-hmm.
1: would you like to see them get the chair, or would you like to handle it yourself? Do you remember uh, this to- yeah. topic?
0: Oh, I love the topic. Yeah,
1: yeah. And a lot of people thought it was crazy, and it was funny when when I was talking to a buddy of mine who's who's a police officer about it. My mom was kind of saying, "He's enough. Don't talk anymore." I hundred percent mean what I said. 10, you know, eleven <laughs> year, twelve years ago. You know, hundred percent. Right. I would much rather have twenty minutes with the person that that I feel killed my kid than let the law take care of it. I know that's not the case. I'm not going to do anything stupid. But as a dad, that feels like I was cheated, not only with my son, but maybe future grandkids and down the line of whatever the hell his life was going to be. Man, the frustration levels through the fucking roof. There's so much sadness and anger right now going through me. I I can't even
0: tell you. It doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of remorse on that side. And that's why I agree with you 100 percent. And look, I was married for 10 years to a public defender who's an amazing mother Um. Loves your family very much.
1: Yeah, she's been great. Actually, sending me notes. I'm not even sure if you're aware of that. How nice she's been.
0: Um, that's because I told her to do that.
1: God dang it, that bitch is lazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no, nah, your whole family has really been great. I knew they were great, but they've been outstanding.
0: Yeah, no, your family, man. But but, Dave, I I would say absolutely the same thing because, look, Dave, I feel that same way in a very selfish way. Fuck, when Ryan Barkley stops crying, he feels that way. It's not very often. Fucking guy dropping shovels everywhere. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Wood. Oh, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Um, for yeah. Sake. Steve Woods feels that way. Costa feels that way. There's a bunch of, but I'll tell you who else does. Uh, Christy Lozier feels that way. Brian Lozier feels that yeah. way. There's a bunch of people that feel that way. So I, 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 and I love your mom. I, I don't think you have to hide from that feeling at all. I don't. I think anybody that was falls under one of these categories, which is, number one, a parent, or number two, a friend yeah. of Jake's, uh, gets it. And there's something to be said for old-school Steven Seagal eye-for-an-eye eye revenge. Yeah. Fuck it. Get them off the books. Yeah, Here's the thing that has come up and I don't know the answer to. Many people have asked this, and they've asked it respectfully. If Jake had been battling depression at the level he did, why did he have to go to the secondary market to get Xanax? Why was he buying them there? Couldn't he have gotten a prescription for that? And I didn't know the answer to that.
1: Okay, so Jake was on antidepressant medicine before. Here's the deal. He never took it. Okay. So he never took it. So that's why when you know you came over that night when Jake died, and and at first the police thought he killed himself, thought it was a suicide. They did. Well there was medicine on the counter, I mean full bottles of it and they're like, "Well, if he was going to kill himself, he would have taken these right here." Well, he 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 didn't. Number 1, two is he Jake knew everything about medicine. I mean, him and I've had so many talks. Jake knew what every single drug did and he knew what every medicine did. It was it was like talking to a professional pharmacist. And to the point where I'd go, "God dang man, you know a lot of shit."
0: Could and he have, but they couldn't he have gotten in uh, and- I know, in the moment, you want something now.
1: Yeah, here's here's the here's could he
0: he could have qualified for prescription. Yeah, but
1: he didn't need it. He 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 didn't need it. It was one of those where Jake was going to therapy. He was yeah. dealing with a psychologist and a psychiatrist and dealing with everything, and they'd prescribe what they thought is what he was needed. Xanax was never one of those things, and also Jake would tell you, Xanax isn't good for me because Xanax is one of the things that I was using in high school to basically just let me go to bed for the night and start over the next day and then realize the next day was a shitty day and he felt depressed and he would take it again. So he wasn't taking it. Even when Jake had an incident where he, uh, he had hit an injury, like a severe cut, we didn't even give him uh, painkillers. They knew in his file, do not give this kid anything. So for him to say, hey, I, I did the mushrooms, went into a depression, it went over for about three days trying to get out of a mm-hmm. system, him and I had a talk on, on that Monday about going to the doctor for a seizure. And he said, uh, He goes, I'll be at the doctor tomorrow. I know, knowing him and him and I discussing it, he probably said, Let me just go to sleep and get this thing completely at sleep out, whatever's in my system now, I meaning the, the mushrooms that he took. Okay. To say, Okay, I'm going to be ready, 100% ready to go on Tuesday to go to the doctor and get my life back together. The conversation that him and I had last was outstanding and very clear. But knowing him, he wasn't 100%. As I told you, I wouldn't even let him coach on that Sunday because I could see he wasn't 100%. Then yeah. he had the seizure. I'm thinking through his mind, he's thinking, I've done this a million times. I've taken these, when my worst moment, and all they did was put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go to sleep and wake up Tuesday and start get back on track and start moving in the right direction. That's the the feeling. But no, the, the, no one ever recommended Xanax to him because – that's what he was abusing for a few years when he was in high school.
0: When you think about that, that it ultimately was a Xanax. Yeah. Does that make it more crazy to you
1: that it was just a, a Xanax pill? And again, I've never taken a Xanax pill. No, I haven't either. Okay, I've, ne- I've never, I've never, taken one.
0: I I, Dave, honestly, as we sit here, it looks like a Tylenol about, pill. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the pictures. I, I can't even tell you does it bring you up or bring you down.
1: It brings you down. It makes it, it relaxes you. It okay. Basically, people who have panic attacks. Anxiety attacks, those kind of people that it, it basically calms you down and, and makes you tired. I've know people who take Xanax on airplanes all the time. Mm. You know? So it it's again it's a it's a drug that I've I've never taken, but I know a ton of people that have taken it. And knowing my kid he said, Hey, I just gotta be back and, and start fresh. Uh, and so that was that was it. They would never have written him one because he would have said, I don't want to uh I don't need a whole bottle of them. Yeah, I don't need twenty five. Yeah, I don't need twenty five because it'd be too tempting
0: got it oh and
1: that's that's what would have that's what i think he would have been afraid of but i think that's why he ordered whatever the hell it was that the one or two or whatever the hell he, he took but supposedly it was, it was not a huge count and so as i said i was able to track his money down and everything else that he, he did with his money mm-hmm. from his last paycheck to figure out where everything went he even made it a, a deposit in his bank account that like that day Wow. of here's my paycheck, and, and he took some cash out. And with that cash, he ended up buying a Xanax pill, if not two. Anyway, so he, he ended up poisoning himself.
0: But and he was not, and I and I, I want to go back to yeah, one no, thing. Yeah, no, no, I'll,
1: I'll answer anything. Yeah,
0: I want to go back to one thing. I was teasing Ryan Barkley. People get the wrong idea, and really this show is just to make Dave laugh. Ryan Barkley is one of our favorite Ryan's guys. Ryan's been outstanding. That's been impacted by this. Ryan, Victim. you know, I'm just having fun with you. Yeah. We we understand. You've all been impacted. So we're, it's safe for us to assume, to the best of your knowledge, that he wasn't chasing a high, right? Because no. if you remember, and I, I, I would think, Dave, that the couple of days after that had to be such a blur. But you and I sat right where we are today yeah. and, and talked with incredible members of the Chula Vista PD that said when word gets out, and this is really something as a parent you should pay attention to, and as a teacher or an uncle, or an aunt, or grandparent, whatever. There are kids that will find out that fentanyl-laced street Xanax took a young man's life. And in their ability to chase a high and to get as close to the edge as they can to see if they come back, they're going to ask for it. That's why you have to be aware... Be aware to what your kids are doing, who they're hanging exactly. with. I mean, don't let your guard down. But, Dave, I think it's safe for us when we chatted with those guys to say he was not chasing a high. That no. was not who he was, right? No. All right. That's so when I... I've said that, I'm, I'm yeah. not lying it No, think?
1: no, no. 100%. No, he wasn't chasing a high at all. Actually, again, he died with a PS4 controller in his right hand. God. Damn and his phone was God across was across the bed. He was just sitting there playing Fortnite like he usually does every night before he falls asleep. I'm curious to know, because usually when he plays Fortnite, he's playing with a group of about five friends. How many people oh, have heard shit. him just disappear off the game?
0: And maybe you just figure, oh, he got tired or homework yeah. or whatever. Just, whatever. Do we know do we have an uh, uh do we have an idea what time he actually passed away
1: no the the police have told me it's basically it goes back to when, when they found the body which was october 30th i think he died the evening of october 29th really? and we didn't find him till october 30th around 5 30 in the evening because Just thinking he was i took off, low, coming down yeah i went out, i went to uh i went to work at five in the morning my wife went to work crazy early and then she found him when she came back from work and that's how we found him. So, but in, in all honesty, I'm thinking him and I had a conversation at 9:30 in the evening. I was standing right in his doorway. He was laying in bed, had his glasses on, had a, the video game thing in his hand. He paused the game to to talk to me. We talked about going to um, the doctor for the seizure that he had that day. Yep. He said, "I'm in. I'll do it." And then um, I said, "All right. I'll uh, I'll 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 see you tomorrow." That was it. Take care of business. But then when I didn't get a picture of him walking the dog. that's when i realized you know something might be wrong but anyway that was it no he definitely was not chasing a high that's not what he would have taken jake as i said jake knew enough about drugs that he would have known what to take you know i mean i I know that's scary to a lot of people but that's another thing jake would have shared with you you know jake would share stories with uh, the kids i coach now that are between ages of 14 and 16 of his story and the kids that he could see start going in the wrong direction saying this is what i took and this is where i made a mistake and don't get caught up in it. That's why I was more surprised that he he reached back all of a sudden to grab a pill that he knew that was one that wasn't good for him, number one. Two is, did he feel that shitty when he was on the mushrooms to say, I just got to sleep this off?
0: Fuck, man. He just uh, he took his eye off the ball, man. Yeah. That's, Unfortunately. That,
1: that's that's exactly it. He took yeah. his eye off the ball and got caught. So, um again, I – the, as you said, keep an eye on the people that he's hanging out with, which I've done a ton of the last two years especially. Yeah. We know who gave him the pill. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we have very good connections. Guess what? I've never seen that guy before. Yeah. Never heard his name and never right. seen him before until I was able to to find it through his phone and get a picture. Here, you want to hear something crazy about about, th- about how this whole process, too, which is kind of yeah. weird? A couple weeks ago, Jake got a brand-new phone for his birthday. He um he actually bought it himself with his, his job that he was all excited. He bought his own iPhone, but it doesn't have a home button on it. You don't push the button on it. It's a, it's one that it recognizes your face, face recognition. When Jake passed, because when you die, your eyes change. Yeah. Th- the phone wouldn't recognize him anymore. How crazy is that? God damn. That it was really bizarre because I gave it to the police. I don't know if you were there in the hallway right at the here. time. Okay. Yeah. And I said to them, "Hey, just hold it against his face, and yeah. it will open up." And that's not, uh, that's not how it worked. They had to get permission through me and through Verizon and everything else to go through everything. But uh, yeah, dude, we're, we're moving in the right direction to find an answer. It's not going to be my son back. But my honestly, my biggest concern is, I've said it before, I just don't want other people dying. Because this asshole has posted in the last two days that he has a full bag of the same stuff that he's selling on the street right now. And he knows Jake's dead. There's no way that guy does not know that
0: that oh, that the pill fucker's he gave... jaw broken, man. Yeah, I, I really I mean, do. What a fucking little piece of shit that kid is. The
1: guy literally held up a bag of fifty of the same pills, saying, "I'm back in business," and who needs this? So he's holding a bag of poison. Yeah, and it fucking is zero remorse.
0: Yeah, yeah. That he fucking na- kid. I saw that kid's picture. He's yeah. a little bitch. Yeah, he he's gonna get. Yeah,
1: but I, again, I, I've never I've never seen that guy or heard his name until. Uh, we went through his But the good
0: thing is we do know his name. Yeah, we do. And so the police. Well, that and Dave, that's what I was going to say. The most important part is we're going to let Chula Vista PD do their job because that guy is going to cry like a little bitch every night he's in jail. That'd be great. We'll send free Dave and Jeff shirts (laughs) to the uh, (laughs) Cell Block J. Cell Block JP to take care of business. Um, Bunch of other things going on. And look, man, again, Dave, you, you just, it's all good. Do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Don't ever feel like, oh, I've done this too many times. Uh, don't. we'll. I don't, I don't care if we're going to sit here and do a six-hour fucking show. Now, we're on Patreon now. These these guys deserve it, and uh, and they're there for you, man. It's yeah, your, they are. It's your support They've been group. They've fantastic. They this are. This audience has are. been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Everybody that has been there and has stood up for Dave and it's really really nice. And nice, to have this it. show the day after your birthday. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very big scar that will never heal. But hopefully slowly but surely um we can we can just try to do some things. A lot of you have asked about Jake's projects. I will say to you with love and respect, you know, we weren't ready for this. No. <laughs> so, I can't. I don't have a bank account set up. I don't have a mailing address set up. I don't even have Jake's project set up yet, the first one. I appreciate it. What I would say is if any of you were at the memorial, this is what I said that night. And if you're not, then I will repeat it. If you have that burning itch to do something today, then A, call your mom or call your dad or call your son or call your daughter and say you love them. Yeah. And say, what is what is going on right now? It's Thanksgiving, but shit. Uh, we all would say a month ago, God damn, it's going to be a fun Thanksgiving. And then that opportunity changed dramatically. Yeah. Don't wait to tomorrow for something you can do today. Call your parents. Jake loved his dog sugar. If you need something to do tonight and your, and Jake's projects, isn't working, make a donation to the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. My friend, John Van Zanti. Go up there and make an adoption. Go up and volunteer to walk dogs or, or hang out with the rabbits or the turtles or the cats and the dogs. Go commit time and say, you know what, John, uh, we know Dave and Jeff and the show gave you a lot of money, but now I'm going to give you time, and I'm going to do it on behalf of Jake Pallet and his name. They would love it, That's and nice. they'd love to see all of you. Find a way to sponsor youth sports teams. Jake found his way playing sports. It was his connection with his dad. Sponsor a little league team. And if you don't have the ability to write that check, then tell your boss, look, we need to find a way, whether we do a bake sale, do whatever you need to do, a car wash. I don't give a shit. Figure it out. Be creative. Find a way to sponsor a team. But I would just say one of the things that's going to make these projects work is when we get ideas from the rest of you respectfully, with love and peace. Don't sit back and wait for us. Yeah. You be the one to go out and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it in Jake's name, or do it in the name of a family member and, and just CC Jake on it. We, we'd we love that. You don't have to be exclusive, but I, I understand that a lot of you want to help, and I love it, but it doesn't mean that you're handcuffed having to wait for us to get it together. There's a lot to sort through. We'll get it done. I've told Dave, Rita, Jake, uh, Josh... Excuse me, and, and in the memory of Jake, we'll get it done. But unfortunately, it won't be done tomorrow.
1: Yeah, well, we're working. We're working on. It. We aren't. Uh, we, we aren't putting our head in the sand because it's all nope. for me. It's the only thing <clears throat> to keep my kids' memory alive. So we are going to be uh, obviously very proactive. We just got to give me a little bit of time to get it together. I am going to ask you a couple Padre things in a second. Give me okay? here. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to knock this out, and then I'll hold on a second. Then I'll get to. Uh, I'll get just a couple Padre things. I, when some person said to me the other day. Love the love the podcast, but if it doesn't have Padres in the title, I don't listen to it.
0: Oh, That's well, a- guess what? <laughs> Moving forward, we still got your five bucks. <laughs> so you go over there in the corner, and you take your fist out, and you figure out how you're going to pass the time. <laughs> Gabe, I'm sorry. I, I love the Padre talk, too. I don't think I like when you guys get into the adult nature. I'll tell you one thing. I did not like the slur you used earlier. <laughs> I was that used the slur. I didn't like it at all, Dave. You're better than that right now. I don't believe as we drive forward with the memory of your young son, beautiful human being. I never had the chance to meet him. I probably would have coached him a little better than you did. One wouldn't surprise me at all if he would have played at Long Beach State or at USIU <laughs> if I had a chance to get him at MiraCosta. But I'll tell you the one thing he never would have learned was. Derogatory word like that. Try to be better. Try to be better. I'll tell you the other thing. One thing that I really like uh about your son uh Jake. I'll tell you one thing. Jake would have been a guy, he would have been the first guy at the cooler with the egg salad sandwich. Not because he played, but because I would have had a really growing fear that he would have beat the absolute shit out of me if I didn't give him two sandwiches. He's a big fella. And hands like a big ham. <laughs> big ham hands. Big ham hands. He
1: did, absolutely. When I mentioned Brian Curry. Brian Curry, Another of guy, big ham hands. You ever seen Curry? <laughs> He's a big dude. He's a big son of a gun. All the guys we have can handle themselves pretty good. Oh, yeah.
0: You walk down the back alley there. I'll tell you a couple of times. I was down in Solana Beach. All I wanted to do was take my girl for a shave ice. I started walking down, and I'm a big guy. But I'd see a couple guys, little guys. You know, I was probably a senior. They, I don't know. They were Earl Warren kids, but they had a rough edge to them. I know they were seventh graders when I was a senior. But I just said, hey, fella, how about sliding aside there, okay, amigo? I'm just taking this pretty girl for a banana shave ice.
1: <laughs> Did
0: they make Coach
1: lick the white dog shit? Like <laughs> in <My good> Step Brothers? <laughs> I don't, know horn what it,
0: kids. <laughs> I don't know if I should think you're back to normal or think you've completely bottomed out. What, who would say something like that to a friend? No, Dave, I did not lick dog feces. I did get the shit beat out of me by that. <laughs> <guys." laughs> Those Timber-Horn kids are dangerous. Take it the long way. They were handy with the Dukes, I'm not going to lie. It hurt. <laughs> and then they took the girl. And the shave ice. And the shave ice. (laughs) All right. We were talking about Brian Curry. Did they call me a peachy? (laughs) What the hell does it mean? What's a peachy? I was like, it's not even peach, you asshole. It's banana. And I don't drive a cover (laughs) I drive a Corolla. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) All right, Brian Curry has been selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20
0: years. I am not getting a Christmas card. You're, you're not getting a Christmas card. I'm not, because Ever you again. bait me, you <laughs> asshole. <Bait> you. <laughs> you bastard.
1: Brian Curry will help you find a home anywhere you want outside of two Can places. Can he you help me
0: find a girl? I lost one. And <laughs> shaved eyes.
1: Look, he'll help you find a home anywhere but two places. And you've said it a million times. I think you're 100% right when I watched the news this morning. Ryan Curry will not help you find a home in IB because Jeff has told him not to. And he will not help you find a home in City Heights. If you turn on the news this morning, what is the it do with those trees on fire in City Heights? What the
0: fuck's going on over there, Dave? Who, who
1: lights palm trees on fire?
0: Probably the cleanup crew at that fucking El Pollo Loco right there. Those two guys. Hey, just make the chicken. You're doing a great job, but don't f- be afraid to clear the uh, grease tank. Might have been a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't jump to conclusion. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> okay, coach. Let's calm down on fucking second. I'm sorry. I just had memories of getting the shit beat out of me in front of a pretty girl. <laughs> and Ex- having to tell those guys, it's a Corolla. <laughs> Experience sales from Oceanside,
1: Escondido, Chula Vista, all of East County as well. Brian Curry is your guy. You name it. Scripps Ranch poway rancho bernardo he's your guy full service broker access to the best professionals in the mortgage business also brian's your guy for property management if you need someone to manage your property call brian curry today 619-251-1588
0: 619-251-1588 when's the last time he was by i have driven around since august the 1st and i gotta go out to my car i'm gonna drop him off tonight bc if you listen to this Swing by Palais' house because I was supposed to buy him something at the event. It's goddamn almost December, Dave. What the hell is the matter with me? And oh, yeah, I, got, I, I got it. I don't need to be yelled at, yeah. okay? I just admitted my own <laughs> mistake. But I, Brian Curry won one of the coolest things that we had, yeah. which were the fight trunks from Fedor Amelianco. Yeah, And I have them in my car. It has nothing to do with why you should buy a house from Brian Curry. I'm just, occasionally I need to work out my own social issues in the middle of an ad. <laughs> but uh BC, they're here. I'm going to put them right there on the couch. So come by and swing by Dave's and pick up your gift. We're the worst guys ever. We're, like Amazon, if we we're Amazon, yeah. we just had a drone no drop it at Brian's house that night. On August 1st. Yeah, we're like... uh You'll get your gift in 40 to 72 (laughs) weeks. Uh, I love Brian Curry. He has been such a good friend to this show. But the reason why is, A, we're a military town, okay? Yeah. So if you're going to go ahead and vote in that dipshit Duncan Hunter, and I read all these quotes from people, well, we live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty. Even if there's 65 fucking charges against (laughs) you that you stole money, To fly a pet rabbit across the country. I was still innocent. Look, BC was military. And like so many members of this audience that we do not deserve because we're a couple of dipshits, uh, BC was military all the way. But on top of that, he is as good as it gets as a real estate agent. He is a friend and he is somebody that you can trust. I would stake our 20-year reputation for this dumb show on the line that the experience that you have with him will be absolutely unmatched. And uh, eventually at some point I will be in the market. I'm I'm stop announcing the dates uh, because I just jinx it every time. Brian will probably be 20 years retired and I'll be working for his son, Seth Curry at that time. but, uh, But man, there's nobody better. There's just, and I would say, it starts with the character of the man, and the character of the man yeah. is unmatched, and that's what I would preach to you about. And what he's going to do with your real estate is secondary. I just I couldn't be a bigger fan of his, couldn't be a bigger friend of his. He'll treat you right.
1: Over or under, are you divorced by New Year's Eve? Um. Or this year.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? I should be. I should but here's the crazy thing. Okay. Well I'll tell you I I think
1: of, the first run you had was in was it mid September you're supposed to be divorced or is it a- no, August?
0: No, I was supposed to be divorced in uh No, I think I was supposed to be divorced in April. That soon? Does it work that fast? Well, no, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but part of but part of that's on me. But do you want to know again why this is the craziest yes. divorce of all time? Yes. Um, her father, who has been great to me the first time I ever met her dad and he is from Iran. Yeah. And I only say that because like it's one of those stereotypes. It makes me crazy when people immediately just stereotype anybody from that part of the country as a terrorist. This guy has been such an incredible person for me. He drives her nuts, which is great. But I I met him one time for when she graduated from law school. And then so I was dating her. I think we we're pretty close to knowing we were engaged. We we're probably fucking married. I don't know if she ever she doesn't <laughs> listen to this shit. No way she'll pay five bucks to hear it. Or she'll make me pay two fifty of it. She'll be like that'll get part of it in court. And uh so we go to breakfast at Lake Murray Cafe. And we're just yeah. having the best time talking and laughing and getting to know each other. And so the check comes. And he goes, I got it. And I said, all right, I'll leave the tip. Nah, you don't tip enough. Somebody <laughs> told you? I go, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I've never met you. you it. Yeah. That is my son's favorite story about their grandfather. Because I've laughed about But he and I have the best relationship. And I've teased him about it for whatever it's been, 12, 13 years. It's great. But so this was really cool. For my son's birthday, uh, my father-in-law would come out every year and he'd take everybody to the Godfather restaurant, Nick Camp's favorite place. He couldn't make it out this year and he sent a check to cover dinner. And he said to her, Jeff's at that dinner. There you go, and and I I probably would have gone anyways. Yeah, David, I just I hope you're never in that situation. And like I said, with with your wife's parents passed away, understand that when you're going through something that is a challenge to everybody in the family, when the father of the lady you were married to for ten years goes, "Hey, um, I'm buying dinner at the Godfather, and I better fucking hear you." Is that? I mean, he didn't cuss. That means a lot to me. Like, that means a lot. And so that was great. And then the funny thing is, um, for Thanksgiving, I said, Hey, my family's doing a thing. And she said, You know, I just, it would just be too awkward. And I go, You got it. And she said, But take the boys. And I said to her, I go, You know what? I don't, I don't want you to be alone. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. I go, I don't like that. What was her plan? Would you go, Oh, to she might have gone with friends or okay. something, you know, and done the whole thing. And I said no. And so I said to my family, I said, "Look, I will have the boys over there for dessert. And if they're, I told them both tonight, if your mom makes a pumpkin pie and you go over to your aunt's house, and you have a second dessert, who gives a shit? But to me, Dave, as a dad, I always want them to be with their family on Thanksgiving. And and to me, when I think of that, I want them to be with their mom, and I'll be there too. And it's fine. We're still getting divorced, and that's fine." But I feel like what I'm trying to do is, and she and I have talked about this, I'm trying to do it in a manner as respectful and sincere as it can be for them to see respect between their parents. Yeah. And by being together at their birthday dinner at The Godfather, which they love. I mean, how many fucking 11-year-olds know The Godfather? These little assholes. (laughs) Best place in San Diego but by also by doing that on thanksgiving and and my family was great and they said listen crazy year please tell her she's a thousand percent welcome and we'd love to see her that's nice. right now it's a little awkward of and, and everybody's great they said hey take your time uh, we look forward to seeing her again but i am just trying and she is trying to do the right thing for our sons which is priority one and, uh, and I said to her last night, I go, you know what? I'm really looking forward to it because the three of us are going to watch football just like before and let you do everything
1: else. <laughs> at, as, at any point, have your kids thought, hey, maybe my parents are getting back together because you guys are getting along so well?
0: You, you want to know what's really funny about that? She has uh, a son, my stepson. One of the craziest things is anybody who's ever been through it, it, it can be challenging. He never knew a dad. His dad was never a part of his life. He also lived a very challenging childhood. Went through a lot, spent time. He literally spent time in juvenile hall. I mean, he had a tough go. Every time it started probably two and a half years ago, when he calls me on the phone, he refers to me as dad. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Because he's a really fucking good dude. Good. And he has traveled to tough road. Does he get your ties for Father's Day? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Then you know what? I, I'm going to text him tonight and say, I don't know that I got shit from him. Yeah. <laughs> and he will like that a lot. Uh, he was the one. He, he'll he be 30 years old this year. Wow. He was the one who said, you know, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I hold out hope every day that you guys are getting oh, wow. back together. And I said to him, well, I appreciate that very much, but I'm still taking Lisa and to the Dave and Jeff Christmas party. <sighs> And then I sent him a picture of his brothers with Lisa Ann, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he's like, "Did they know who you she told is?" Him
1: because he's the stepson, that's why they get to be at Lisa Ann. Yeah, you rub it in.
0: Yeah, I said you'll get the picture with uh, Herschel Savage, <laughs> Mike Costa, and Mike Costa, and uh, but he goes, he goes, what do you, he thinks it's the funniest shit ever. He goes, who do they think that is? And I go, dad's friend Lisa. And he fucking died laughing. He's like, they don't say, hey, dad, your friend Lisa's like the hottest chick on the planet. What the fuck? And I I go, no. They just know their dad's got some fucking game. And they're like, shit. (laughs) And and Uncle Dave. And Uncle Josh.
1: Uncle Josh. I said uh, to Josh about Lisa Ann yesterday posting that thing on Twitter. I said, she is like the girl next door until you realize she's fucking everyone next door yeah <laughs> and <you're> like fuck <laughs> like it plays with your mind a little bit she's so cool
0: look i i just i've said to anybody who's asked um the funniest shit is when you brought that picture at the super bowl i i legitimately had no idea who she was and i was talking to people Dude, i
1: ran out of there so fast i might have had my headphones on when yeah. i approached her like i just ripped them right out of the
0: thing yeah, I went out, I told you, in, in Toronto, my last night in Toronto, I went out with a friend of mine, and, like, we casually knew each other, but we just went out and had beers, and it, it, it wasn't anything more than just two friends. She lives there. I live here. I felt like Anthony Michael Hall in 16 Candles, right, where people are like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, I don't have a girlfriend in the Niagara Falls area. She was just somebody who <laughs> like, hey, fuck, let's go have beers. <laughs> And so we were just kind of chatting about how crazy this year was. And she goes, uh, she goes, man, she goes, you've been through a lot. She goes, when you look back on 2018, what's the takeaway? I go, oh, shit, that that's simple. She goes, yeah, divorce. I go, fuck that. I go, the takeaway will be that I text the number one porn star in the world. Yeah. Yeah. When I call, she answers. Yes. shit. I go, I did not see that coming. (laughs) Divorce, I probably saw coming, but I did not see being friends with Lisa and shit. Let's get our priorities straight, Emily, please. No, fuck, no. What else? (laughs) What else? All right,
1: I got completely thrown off. Want to mention Daniel Tyler with Superior Fence Company? You need that fence? Daniel's your guy. Free estimates all over San Diego. Started in 2015, 13 years in business.
0: Let me tell you, and I, I don't want to say anything else because I may a little bit
1: (laughs) superior fence company that's the place that daniel has and again he does a great job you name the kind of fence you need every job is an easy job what else can you ask for also don't forget about the gate to make your house your property look that much better nothing is uh, is easy uh, excuse me as hard for daniel tyler is everything is easy residential or commercial superior fence company will do the job don't forget they have an a plus rating with bbb fully licensed and insured you can find them online at San Diego superiorfence.com Superior San Fence.com. and don't forget uh, daniel does uh, such good things for this show and has been so supportive support a good guy that supports the show 760 760-
0: I would just say, tonight I protest San Diego's uh, Superior fence. He baited you into calling me a motherfucker. (laughs) That was 100% you. I lived at 1988 Puss Street. 1988 Puss Avenue. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dan Tyler's the man. And it is one of those things where you look at, He will be, like Brian Curry will be, like Al Taylor will be, and so many of you will be, a huge supporter of Jake's projects. Told me from the minute we announced it, I'm in, you tell me what you need, we'll be there. And uh, couldn't be a better friend to to me and to Dave and Dave's family. Just an amazing guy. But like Curry and like Alan Taylor, who we'll tell you about in a minute, being a great guy goes so far. But then eventually you go, okay, well, that's great. I paid for something. Uh, the work saves, uh, speaks for itself, yeah. and it's going to be great. And if you are that dickhead in L.A. with your house painted with Kershaw on it, <laughs> I can't think of anybody else you should call but Dan Tyler and say, my God, can you do me a favor and build a 71-foot-high fence around this shit so people can stop <laughs> driving by, pointing at my house and laughing? I don't like it. Dango, that's an easy job. That's an easy job. I'll do it by noon. We'll do it by noon. But yeah, uh, superior fence, just fantastic. And when you look at it, look, there's a lot of little shitheads that live up and down your street, and they all walk their goofy little dog, and that goofy little dog takes a goofy little shit right on your front yard. Now it sucks because they don't clean up after it. You know how you get rid of it by having a fence built by Dan Tyler website sd
1: i love how uh, all these guys that we talk about are good friends as well not only because of the show but if they didn't know us all these guys with ryan and alan and, and of course daniel tyler and and uh, brian curry all these guys are so close with each other it's cool
0: well and dave just yeah it, it's cliche but but the line that a, a friend in need is a friend indeed god damn man Couldn't say it enough about these three guys.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, 20 years in the business as well. Guy has a great track record. If you're looking to sit there and either fix the pool that you have, remodel it, make it look a little bit better, new equipment and repairs, he can do that, pool resurfacing, installation, you name it. Or you want that brand-new pool, take a look at the three designs with the virtual tours. Take the guesswork out of it. Alan Taylor can absolutely make the pool in your backyard better than anyone's in the neighborhood. Make sure you give Alan Taylor a call at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452.
0: I cannot believe... I hope the people that have a tailor-made pool understand the life of luxury that they're living. I yeah. really do, because it feels like you'll see when you look in magazines. Dave, I know you subscribe to San Diego Home and Garden. Often of when I come out here, you'll be talking about, man, look at this amazing layout that I found this week in, uh, out in Tierra Santa. And I go, God damn, that's good living for Dan Plant and his family. But I may look at the pool and I go, you know, the house is great. The throw pillows are great, but the pool feels average. And then you see somebody on the Made pool website, yeah. which you can get to by going to DaveAndJeffShow.com. There's a link right up there for sponsors. I hope you check it out. And you take a look at a Made pool and you go, well, God damn it. That is outstanding. How did they do it? Uh, by just being the best at what they do. And it's absolutely amazing and again, when you talk about friends, Alan and Amy, right there, and we have got a bunch of the tailor-made pool shirts that they made on their own, just to say, "Hey, we want to support you guys. We want to support you. We want to support the show." I uh, drive me a little crazy, but I've let him off the hook, thinking that Serge Savard played for the Maple Leafs. <laughs> he
1: does now, and maybe
0: Serge. Uh, watch, Serge probably played for the Maple Leaves. Like uh, Joe Namath played for the Rams. <laughs> yeah. or Jerry Rice played for the Seahawks. Yeah. He's known for playing for the Canadians. For Christ's sake. Well, I, didn't want it. I didn't want to get that. I mean, Alan and Amy are good people. guy well, Amy knew it. I know she did. But Taylor made pools. And I know it's a little chilly right now. It's a little brisk out there. Yeah. You know what you do? You turn the heater on. and And... Poor Christy Lozier, I just want to bring this up. Yes. Poor Christy Lozier had one of the toughest assignments at the event where she had to ride shotgun with Lisa Ann. The only thing our friend Christy Lozier wanted out of that night was the Dave and Jeff Show uh, event t-shirt. Yeah. I would have thought that her friend and former business partner Dave Palais would have saved her one. But instead, Dave sent it to Vera. That is absolutely true. Dave sent it to Vera. And you know why he did? Because Dave wanted an invite to play a little touch, uh, play a little pool volleyball in the pool at Vera's house in Vista. Now, God damn it, David. (laughs) Christy is a friend. And I know Al Taylor put that house in for Vera and her foul-mouthed niece and her cousin and her brothers and everybody else. But I don't know what you two chicken fights or whatever you guys had planned up there. But to give that shirt away, yes. I know the tailor-made pool at Vera's house is outstanding. One of the best ever. Yes. Every every season's bikini season at Vera's house. Always is. Every day's bikini season there. But for crying out loud, Dave, let's remember who got us where we are. And Christy Lozier's a big part of that. And by, uh, by the way, Dave, what's this right on the chair?
1: That's the shirt right there. Size medium right there for Christy.
0: All right. Who took okay. care of business? You took care of business. I, got, I took care of your friend. I'm sorry. All right. Sounds Vera, real sincere. Yeah, Vera, boy, I bet Christy's going to go, boy, Dave, thanks. That's almost as insincere an apology as I've ever fucking heard. Look, look Chris, you asshole. Christy
1: is great. Couldn't appreciate her enough. I yeah, just say, not, Vera, just loves, how, Vera loves to support the camel toe.
0: Oh, my God, I'm throwing up. <laughs> I, was oh. throw up. <laughs> I was trying to make it throw up. I was trying to make it throw up. <laughs> oh, i'm just seeing, now what? Stars. <laughs> I'm seeing stars oh i'm so dizzy right now where's Flock? jesus christ look what's what like, happened i feel like somebody hit me in the face with a folding chair god hello dave my camel toe? Oh, she has no
1: idea what I'm talking about. She
0: has no idea.
1: Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to ask about the pods, but I do want to say this real quick. Kyle Pfluger, our website, we love it. The and greatest. You can make your website absolutely fantastic. If you're looking to upgrade your website or you're looking to build a website, please call Kyle. The guy's right. really good at what he does. 619 500 500
0: Oh, my God. I cannot say enough about Kyle Pfluger. And it starts with our friend Tracy. Tracy sent me a message last night saying, you guys got to check the Patreon site because I think Patreon's just letting the show go to everybody. She said I subscribed, and uh, but I, I got the show before I'd even paid my five bucks. Shit. So I go, shit. <laughs> so what do I immediately do? I get to fluker. And Pfluger, like he has done every minute for this website, for the and by the way, did the new Dave and Jeff show logo? Yeah. He goes, Jeff, I got it covered. And then it goes, he goes, Hey, it sent a confirmation email because our Patreon's under Dave's email. Well, you can't be driving Dave nuts because, you, as you can imagine, it's a challenging time. But I'm realizing that there's a lot of you that are listening, and if you realize that. Others are getting it for free. You're getting pissed. Yeah, you're going to be down <laughs> the street with, uh, coming down with those big, uh, like dog chains yeah. wrapped around your fist, like the <laughs> Warriors. Well, I like today, I just was like, they pay attention. Send them text messages. Give me your goddamn log to your email. So uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you are now the only ones who get this show. Thank you very much. We apologize. Thank God it was only the first two. And I would hope that a lot of you would say, well, you know what? If you were giving a show away for free, probably should have been this one tonight. But but the last two, I hope you can understand it was unintentional. (laughs) But why Dave's talking about Kyle is immediately resolve the issue. Couldn't have been better. Please go look at the website at DaveandJeffShow.com. Take a look at that. That is me throwing uh, just a wet dish rag across a wall, and, and Dave as well, and Kyle taking it and turning it into one of my favorite websites ever. And that it's part for this show. I just couldn't be more thrilled with the work he's done. Credible friend to this show, as every one of the guys who who are partners for us. Yeah comes highly highly recommended we're thrilled to tell you about what he does
1: all right so i'm not and i got two padre things for you right here okay because the padres as we get closer and closer to players start changing teams Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i've seen padre fans all of a sudden no joke expecting bryce harper or manny machado no
0: my god see if
1: two guys 26 years old do you see any which way that the padres would say that's the direction we're going
0: no but i do think dave you're gonna see some trades this offseason i hope so but I think what's gonna be really, really weird, I don't think you're gonna see Tatis traded, but I think you're gonna see one of those pitchers traded. And I keep seeing Adrian Morion being yeah. talked about or Anderson Espinosa being talked about. But you're also seeing Austin Hedges being talked about. You're seeing uh you know, Hunter Renfro. Yeah.
1: Or oh, I'd love to trade Will Myers. Yeah, I don't know right? that they can I know, but we'd love to see Will Myers being Well, leaked.
0: I think what you're gonna see though is that one of the younger guys is going to go. Yeah, and then Renfro and no, will go, and then uh, I have no issue with that. If or Reyes can, is going to go, and then you're going to put Myers back in the corner yeah. outfield spot. Yeah, and if you
1: can sit there and make a trade for some of these guys, and and look while they're prospects and they're hot, and you can say get, I said contracts that are basically controllable for a little yeah. bit because these Machado and Harper contracts are insane.
0: I think what they're going to do is, man, it sure feels like Mahia is the catcher on that team and yep. not Austin Hedges.
1: I agree with that. I'm done with Austin Hedges 100%. Okay, here's a guy I'm going to throw at you and tell me if sure. you have any interest. you have any interest in Chris Bryant?
0: Yes, okay. 100%. 100%. Now, look, to get Bryant, you're going to have to go pretty deep. It might be Urias, and I'd move him. Bryant's a proven commodity. Yes. Proven God
1: rookie of the year, World Series champ, MVP, Sandy, UC, UCS, or U, USD, I should say, USD.
0: Yeah, I, man, did you see Tatis? You see that fucking home run Tatis yeah. hit today? That's what
1: I'm saying. If you had a, on your left side of your infield where you had Bryant and you had Tatis, you're excited. Right. You but, don't need to go out and go for Machado and Harper.
0: No, but it's going to cost you to get him. Yeah, I got you're you. You're not going to get him for Spangenberg. That, no, no. no, I'm not talking yeah, to you, no, Dave. No, I'm no, saying no. to I the understand. people that are like...
1: My point is this. Don't freak out, okay? Just because they're in... Don't don't get attached to these guys. Because right now, these guys are improving. Bryant that's is a guy... That's why you got him. You can, this is your chance to actually get something for a guy that's a big-time uh, player that had a little bit of a down year last year.
0: I love that. I really do. I think it I think it would be great. I think all of a sudden, if you're looking at Mejia behind the plate, Hosmer at first, Bryant yes. at third... Tatis it short. Um, and then look, I'll tell you the other guy. I don't know that you get anything for him. Fuck, I move Margot. I move yeah. Margot and get Margot out of there. And then if Myers is out there, shit, I have no problem. Put Jankowski in center for the time being. You've got other outfielders that are going, but I've seen enough of Margot. And then and then whatever you do out and left. I I don't know who it's gonna be, if it's Cordero or what the case is gonna be. But Brian's young enough where you could say this
1: guy is the face of our franchise. He's our yeah. guy. And then if he yeah, till- becomes the guy, fine. Fantastic. Sure. But heading into the season, everybody knows who Chris Bryan is across Major League Baseball.
0: Right. And then all of a sudden now you start counting down to when Paddock gets here and Gore gets here and, and a couple of these other dudes. And you hope like Lucchese and Lauer continue to develop because I, I want to be really, really careful in the way I say this. I'm just I'll say Steve Avery. I almost said Glavine or Smoltz, and those guys are Hall of Famers. But remember when Steve Avery came up for the Braves and he was like 8 and 14? I don't remember what the numbers were, but he was terrible out of the blocks, and then all of a sudden he slowly started to develop into a pretty good pitcher. Give these guys an opportunity to just come up and develop a little bit. Maybe Lauer gets a little better. Maybe Casey gets a little better. Some of these other arms that you have. But, I, Dave, I don't know what happened down there, but something has happened, whether it's the fact you have to clear spots for that 40-man roster for the Rule 5 draft or what, but it sure feels like there is a little bit of a sense of urgency with this team, and I'm okay with it. Absolutely. I All right, thought, cool. I thought the article uh, written by Jeff Sanders was pretty good. It's very strange to me, though, that – some people like Logan White, and others think Logan White's incredibly overrated. Really? Yeah. But when you look at Logan Wright's track record, Preller's right-hand guy. Yeah, I'm not in the office. So I can't tell you
1: what Logan White says. You know what I mean? I, I, but Logan White's track records have been outstanding.
0: Look at his fingerprints all over yeah. everything. I, I thought what Jeff Sanders wrote about the National League West in the Union Tribune was really good because the Dodgers are going to be different. The Rockies are looking at major changes over the next couple of years. Diamondbacks are are facing challenges, right, with Goldschmidt. Nolan Arenado's up after 2019. The feeling is the Rockies will probably lose him. A lot of changes. The Giants get older by the minute. Yep. And what changes are coming there? And this is kind of maybe the Padres look at it to say this is their window to kind of get in there and and make shit happen. I don't know, but – I think I saw the other day, Dave, they had to clear like six spots on that 40-man roster to get shit done.
1: Wow. The rumor is, by the way, you're hearing a lot of Machado to the Yankees Phillies. and Phillies. And the Phillies especially because of his tie of guys in the front office. But the Yankees saying they're willing to, to open the, the pocketbooks for Machado. Uh, Steinbrenner said today, which is very funny how Steinbrenner made, made the comment about well, we'll have to talk to him about his issue with hustling. Okay. Oh, really, Hell? That's what you're yeah, going to talk yeah, about? Go talk to Gary Sanchez. Talk about Gary Sanchez's issues with hustling. Yeah, you're
0: so, not, not going to have that conversation. It feels like he's going there. What about Bryce Harper to so, the Giants?
1: It's funny. The Giants now came out and said, I don't know why we're always in these Bryce Harper talks because it's very strange. And they didn't say no. Now, again, the, the Giants have a new general manager. Mm-hmm. So we'll be interested to in see what direction they go. If I'm Bryce Harper, I don't think I want to... Hit in that ballpark, you know, it's pretty tough to knock the ball out, especially the way, uh, the, it travels there. He, the rumors of Bryce Harper has been for a long time the Cubs, you know. Even though he, he always talked about being a Yankee, the Yankees want to move John yeah. Carlos Stanton's contract. They sold him like two hundred and seventy million dollars, and
0: now they want to get rid of
1: him. They they want to get rid of him, and they want to bring Harper in if they can. But but hitting home runs at AT and I mean, Bonds used to do it from the left side. Yeah, but that's we all know. It's tough to hit home runs, man, in uh, a West Coast park, especially. You know, when it's about eight o'clock at night, all of a sudden the ball doesn't travel.
0: God damn. I, I can't wait. The GM meetings were just in Carlsbad, uh, which is pretty cool. By the way, winter meetings in Vegas this year, back in San Diego next Fantastic. year. Fantastic. I just want to bring up one final thing and then we'll wrap this up and get out of here. Winter meetings
1: in Vegas? That's They're a, in that's Vegas. That's where Bryce Harper's from. Well, Very let's interesting. Go. <laughs> let's go pack it
0: up. Um Uh, We we talked a little bit last night about election and everything else. And just kind of as I was working through the paper, I went to the Sunday paper, and there was an article on their front page. I think Todd Leonard wrote part of it, and Kirk Kenny wrote the other part, talking about now that we turn to the fact that San Diego State's been approved to start looking towards building a new football stadium at at the Qualcomm site. And Dave, I have to tell you, You, me, this entire audience, we have seen renderings forever. Yeah. But now that the public has spoken and G got voted in, is there any part of you, again, respecting what you've been through for the last two weeks as nothing is normal, but now when you go, wait a minute, we've been approved, and now San Diego State has a clear path. They don't have to worry about Soccer City. They don't have to worry about the Chargers anymore and any of that shit. Now we can start looking at what they're talking about will be a 36,000 seat stadium there. Yeah. Which really, Dave, I think is about the perfect size for San Diego State football. Every seat is going to be great. Do you start? Is there a part of you where you go, hey, man, let me see what that's all about? Let me start seeing an idea what it's going to look like? The future for Aztec football is there a little part yeah, of you of that's course. excited for that
1: I, I wish more and more people would support it it wasn't great at all the last game against UNLV it was very disappointing yeah I know you were in Toronto Jeff it was so fucking empty it looked like when C- the CIF games used to be at Qualcomm where it was just the people from those high schools that would show up to those games and it was really empty that's what it looked like it was so so bad and disappointing on a, on a senior day and a the game they're supposed to win by 24 and they lose they can't they can't have a new stadium and not have people show up. I think Rocky Long honestly wanted a bigger place because he thought he was building a big time program. Yeah. But it's not gonna happen while Rocky's alive. Do it's just you, not gonna happen.
0: You and I, and it's it's amazing to think it's been four years. Four years ago, we were doing that college football Saturday show. Yeah. But I loved it. When you and I would sit on there on Saturday afternoons, a lot of times during that window that we were on that six or seven hour window that we were on saturdays with fox tcu would be on yeah and do you remember you and i would often sit there and go dude that's the stadium baylor and tcu
1: had the stadiums we thought would be good
0: right but we were thinking the chargers were still here so we were trying to think well where could you go and put that stadium for the aztecs but when you looked at that tcu stadium I would even go smaller than what they did in Minneapolis for the Gophers and just some... I'm I'm thinking about mid-sized stadiums that we've seen. Um, But when I looked at that TCU stadium, I go, that would be fucking great. Yeah. Where people are just jammed in and it's red and black and you have the amenities and a great scoreboard and the game's playing and... Shit, Dave, I would think at that point... Now, all of a sudden, those games, even if it is New Mexico or Akron, right? Some of these dipshit schools we've seen (laughs) over the years. You go, well, goddamn, it it would remind me a little bit of Aztec basketball. We go, well, shit, we're not going to be able to get in when they're playing BYU or, or New Mexico or any of these. But I bet we could get four tickets and roll out when they're playing akron or or minnesota or yeah, some zip, other zips don't travel we'll be all right those dicks don't travel <laughs> but i i yeah. there was just something about that it's
1: exciting the the, uh, the renderings and the pictures everything looks, looks exciting it, anything new is exciting in this town i mean come on i was in petco park today yeah Man, it's such a great ballpark. I was there for, for the, signing day. I was there for signing day for the high school kids. It was, it's a, just such a great park.
0: Now, were you cheering more for Benita Vista, where you've been a week and a half, or <laughs> were you cheering for West Hills? Because I saw a lot of posts about Benita Vista. Yeah, kids, you probably didn't even know their first name, but I saw you were claiming victory for them. It I was I, wearing my I, brand I, new
1: Benita Vista polo shirt. You know, here's the funny thing, man. I, I always use the word funny. Was Mickey there? Was no there? No, Mickey. Mickey represents West Hills. No, unfortunately, West Hills didn't have any signings today. Um, the Benita Vista kids, just because I said I've been lost where I've been in the last yeah. couple of weeks, they said to me yesterday, "They go, hey coach, I'm signing tomorrow. Are you going to come out and watch me." I
0: love that. Good and for I, you.
1: And I was saying that's all. We have we have about five kids that uh, already have college scholarships figured out, but they but three of them committed officially today, signed that contract. Where'd they go? Uh, one went to UCSD. Okay. Okay. One of them's going to Wagner in New York, and another, wow. another one's going to Mississippi Valley State to play with Aaron Barkley, play with Ryan Barkley's little brother. Good for those kids. And so, uh, but but they couldn't have been more excited. I couldn't have been more proud. Two things. One, I was proud because I'm lucky enough to coach them. The other part that made me happy is they asked me to show up. Wow. And even though, again, I've never coached these kids in an actual game, the fact that they said, "Coach would be important to me if you showed up," I said, "Without a doubt, I'll be there." So they're at eight o'clock in the morning, but petco Park is fantastic and I'm sure the new Aztec football stadium is going to be great too
0: uh here's one thing and and, and
1: then I'm gonna go ahead you finish one thing I'm gonna throw one thing at you
0: sure um we're looking for new shirts new shirts with the logo and this is what we'd like to do we'd like to do a trade out with the company uh we had a, a company that did our first shirts they did yeah. a wonderful job for us but here's what we're offering we want our shirts with your logo let's figure out a way to make a trade. Send me an email, jp.seth at yahoo.com or davepalay at yahoo.com. Uh, we got to get shirts made for everybody that's part of Patreon, but we'd love you to be a part of it. And like I said, a lot of people listen to this show. Man, you've seen the pictures on our Instagram and on our Facebook and on our Twitter from people all around the world posting the Dave and Jeff Show shirt. My friend Susie Lee, incredible. I finally figured out, Dave, what she did. Yeah, She's traveled the world for the last two and a half months. You know what she did? She brings three shirts with her when she travels. And she just travels in a very small bag so she doesn't have to worry about it. And one of the shirts she brought was the Dave and Jeff shirt. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. So if you or somebody you know has a T-shirt company, we have got to do new shirts. We want you to be a part of it. Dave Palais at yahoo.com. JP Dots at the yahoo.com. We'll get it done.
1: All right. Last thing I'm going to throw at you is San Diego State on Monday. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Everyone all wanted this. You're all excited. They played Duke. Really? Does San Diego State get within 50 points of Duke no. on Monday? No. <laughs> but I would have said, if you said yes, I would say I will take that bet. I think this is going to be the worst thing to ever happen to San Diego State. Duke is insane
0: Th- that's what I was they just might have say. The, f-
1: the first three guys in the draft all go be Duke guys this year
0: they're insane um do you think it's good or bad do you have an opinion the San Diego State fans that were really really behind G yeah have had quite a bit of animosity towards all the guys at 1090 because the guys at 1090 all friends of ours yeah we just supported different things. Those guys were all in on E and Soccer City. But the one thing that we've been told from the guys at 1090 Go ahead. is that the San Diego State guys have been incredibly aggressive in their social media posts. Now, look, if you're if you are a social media guy and you hide behind an alias, I think you better question how far you can push it. Because whether you agree with Kaplan, Darren Woods, or anybody else, they put their name on what they say. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Put your name on it, as Scott Kaplan says all the time, or you have no credibility. So if you're hiding behind uh, Apple fan J29, nobody gives a shit. But do you think there's any problem with how aggressive the Aztec fans have been in their chirping at the 1090 guys?
1: Okay, here, here you go. Here's my feeling about it all along, is that San Diego State's on 1360. So, mm-hmm. of course, 1360 is going to go G. OK, they have a relationship, it's right. like You and I have talked about a million times. We have a relationship with the team, business like relationship. Have. Yeah. With the charge, you're going to support G because at first, uh, even 1360 was all in favor, of Landon Donovan.
0: Mm-hmm. OK.
1: And then you look at 1090 and I thought, well, maybe they're going the other way because they're pissed off. The Aztecs aren't part of their station. And so we're just going to do the opposite of whatever the Aztecs did. I just thought it was business all the way around for both sides.
0: If you're, what do you do right now for your MLS? Well, two things. I want to finish what you said? Okay. Am
1: I concerned about the Aztec fans? Fucking no. You know why? Because there aren't a lot of them. I hate to say that. Look, I'm an Aztec fan, and people say, "No, you aren't." I'm an alum. Okay, my yeah. wife's an alum. I met my wife there. I went. It's the only school I went to. Here's the deal. There aren't as many as you think, because if there were, the Qualcomm Stadium would have more people in it for those football games.
0: The fan experience isn't what it should be, though. And I do put some of that on the university. It's very, very very affordable. I mean, come
1: on. It's very affordable for you to go to a game, and there's not a lot to do in the city when it comes to sports. There just aren't as many sports fans as we think there are.
0: But I don't know that the Aztecs as a whole have done enough to draw you out to football.
1: God dang it! And, and see, in my mind is well. What else do you want Rocky to do
0: outside of this year? All this done is win. No, I'm. This is not about Rocky or the players or anything yeah. else. I'm talking about the fact uh, you have a marketing department that doesn't do shit how about they to don't get pl- you out there. They
1: just don't play anybody that's exciting. I mean, they well, just they just don't. I mean, there's no one that shows up that you go. I mean, I got to go to that fucking game. Yeah. The one game that you go, I got to go to that game was when Notre Dame showed up to play Navy. It was Notre Dame. Even yeah. if you get your ass kicked. If you start scheduling people like you used to for a little bit with Ohio State and Michigan and Notre Dame, at least it's somebody that you can recognize. Nobody gets excited about the schedule. It's a horrible schedule every year. Who
0: is the guy? God damn. Even
1: Stanford's not even ranked anymore.
0: Dave, who's the AD before uh, J.D. Wicker, the guy who moved on? <sighs> Jim, not Jim Steig. The fuck's that guy's name? The guy yeah.
1: that went to is it? The guy who went to Missouri. Well, which yeah. guy is it? Okay, I'm drawing a blank.
0: Tall guy with glasses. Yeah. it's his fault, right? I mean, he's the guy yeah, who sets the schedule. Yeah, he's the, the guy who shitty schedule. Yeah. But.
1: I mean, honestly, if you explain to your kids, who are we, we playing tonight, Dad? And you say, Akron. Well, who should we watch on Akron? I fucking don't know.
0: They got to. So when they go into this new stadium, which is going to be outstanding. You got to play real teams. I mean, come on. Real if you really teams, want people
1: to show up, even if you get beat, it's going to make you better by knowing what the bar is.
0: And you got to play at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah. saturdays right yeah. no more no more of this seven o'clock shit yeah the games you, are you gotta late. stop doing and that. you have
1: no chance of getting any attention from people on these when i went back to new york in september it was nothing it was, it was so ridiculous to think that these games are ending at two in the morning yeah. east coast time. i was just there i was just yeah. in toronto insane
0: and and you go well goddamn no wonder it's 10 30 at night yeah. like like the kings are coming on you go okay well The only reason I'm staying up would be if I'm a Calgary fan or I'm a Kings fan. Otherwise, I'm done. There's no goddamn chance I'm staying up till 1030 at night watching Colorado State in the ass. Exactly right. You got to go back to playing at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. And I know they're going to say, well, our TV deal with the Mountain. Remember when they were on the Mountain? then fucking fix it. Yeah, fix it. Be good enough where they're like, no, shit, we got to put you in the afternoon. No, I have no problem with Rocky and the team. I just think the, the the school itself and the marketing departments pretty much mailed it in for the last what yeah twenty years.
1: It's a, it's really disappointing. It just is. Yeah. And it, look, if you schedule the games like you said at three o'clock, it still gives people time to do stuff at night in San Diego. Yeah.
0: And do it. But I I I just I hope when they look at it, they go, "This is a complete push the reset yeah. button." I mean, when they point out however many straight years they've been to a bowl game, fuck, they've done. Started with Brady yeah. and then with Rocky off the charts. Absolutely. And I, I, and I love both those guys. Brady Hoke was great, and, and I love Rocky Long, too. And players have been great, all of that. But I hope the university and the marketing department looks at it and says, okay, we're going to really make this thing cool because, yeah, the NFL is never coming back here. But if we can become a really, really fun –
1: College town, I'll take it. I'd take that, too. I look yeah. forward to it. Absolutely. All right, buddy, hang in all there. Right. We'll
0: uh, We'll see you Sunday night. Okay, good deal. Bye. <laughs>